the army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. <laughs> Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Are you a This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Hello, my friends. Yes, of course. Yeah. Hi. Here we are. Here I am, walking like a hurricane. Just testing out the vocals. Getting ready for a Monday edition of the Live at Five show with, of course, you know who. Uh, it's dark outside. You know what? I looked. I'm looking at right now. It's it's it, we're already at this time of year. Not even through January, where I can look outside after the, the after the five o'clock toll has rung and it's uh, light out. I can see light through the, uh, the through the forest. So typically, from about late November, <clears throat> right through uh, you know first couple of days of January, when I look outside that window, it's completely dark. So like my mom said. When the winter solstice hits on uh, December 21st, that from that point going forward, you go in the other direction. It's always a positive way of looking at, uh, at life. You know, it's like, you know, it's always dark at dawn, whatever, before, whatever they say. But it's the darkest in December, and we get out of that. And uh, I, the weather report looks okay. I mean, it looks like, uh, you know, it's obviously going to be cold, and it's going to warm up. But I don't think we're going to have that uh, horrific weather we had two Wednesdays ago. And, of course, last week's big snowstorm. We'll have to see. But uh, winter is uh, gliding along. What's today's date? I just wrote it down, and I can't even remember. Today is uh, the 22nd, right? Am I right on that? God, am I blind? Yeah, 22nd of January already. So here we are. All right, so Jeff, um, Jeff Graham couldn't make it today, and it's just one of those things, uh, feeling under the weather. It was kind of a last-minute deal. So as a consequence, uh, you know, just one thing led to another, and it was one of those things uh, where um, they uh, went to a normal, actually just a repeat, essentially, of one of the hours for the Chris Plant Show. I'm here, however, so if you want to reach out to me uh, with anything that might be on your mind, by all means, I'm solo today. I will not be solo tomorrow, although at one point uh, we were going to have Congresswoman Tenney in the studio, but something came up with, with the Congresswoman. She had to make a, had go to an appointment, uh, but she will be contacting us be, by way of phone tomorrow, so we'll speak with the Congresswoman. A lot of things happened politically in the last 48 hours, and of course a lot of things happened uh, sports-wise, so I'll just acknowledge that. You know, just a, yet another tough loss for uh, Buffalo fans, Buffalo uh, Bills fans. You guys are great. You really are. Um, Jim Nance waited at the end. They, they showed a couple of the fans at, uh, what are they called? Now, I don't even, I still call it Rich Stadium. But uh, the one dude, you know, with his uh, Bills cap on and uh, he's, you know, crying. And I don't blame him. 
You know, men can cry too. Mickey Mantle cried at the end of uh, Game 7 when they lost uh, to, to the Pittsburgh Pirates in, in Game 7, 1960, when Mazeroski hit it over the wall in Forbes Field. And Yogi Berra just watched it sail right over the wall. And, uh, yeah, Mickey Mantle, tough guy, tough guy. No one screwed with him, but he cried. And there's nothing nothing worse than, than, than putting your heart and soul into a, the support of a team. I'm sure players cried too, by the way. But that's how it happens. I mean, the, you know, if you're going to lose to a team, despite the fact that I'm sick of their success and I don't like this whole sideshow with Taylor, you know, Swift, uh, but uh, they're a tough, tough uh, team to beat. Uh, and, you know, from the looks of it, and I know – Lamar Jackson, I really like him, and um, and I like Harbaugh for the for the Ravens. But they looked a little stale because of that bye week the week before. I still think the bye week is actually a kiss of death in football, but that's just me. They did turn it around. They won last week, but uh, it's anyone's game against those two. So I've always said this, despite the fact that I I I do like uh, the Ravens. I like Lamar Jackson. You always root for the team that beats you. I know that sounds that sounds wrong, but you always beat the team that beats you, and and the reason why is because it makes your team look better. So if Lamar Jackson beats uh, uh, you know the the Chiefs next week, and by the way that's going to be in Baltimore, then you could say, well, they might have beat us too, or the Buffalo Bills, you know. So, but in this case, no, maybe the Buffalo Bills had a chance of beating Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, and would have went to the Super Bowl. Either way, that didn't happen. But it's just a little bit of my philosophy when it comes to rooting for a team. Yes, even when Boston beats the Yankees. Always go with the American League team. 755-1240 is the number. 755-1240. All right, so politically, Ron DeSantis uh, dropped out. I was kind of surprised, but yet it's funny. In the back of my head, just last week, I was thinking, you know, he should just drop out. He should just get out of here and, you know, remain the strong governor of uh, the, the most vibrant state in the Union, Florida and come back three, four years from now and do it all over again. And essentially, that's exactly what he said. I really like Ron DeSantis. I don't like Nikki Haley. The more and more I learn about her, she's a liberal. Um, I, you know, She just drives me nuts in, in, in the way she talks. Of course, uh, Judge Judy went to her aid yesterday as if that's a monumental grab for, as far as endorsement, endorsements are concerned. I mean, she's essentially a, a reality ju- TV judge. And she's four foot nothing. And they made such a big deal about that. Oh, Judge Judy endorsed Nikki Haley. Come on, stop it. You might as well get Bozo the Clown out there to endorse you. That would be a better endorsement in my book. But uh, so Nikki Haley against uh, Donald Trump. And, you know, it's funny because the next one after New Hampshire, if she loses tomorrow, and she will, is her own state. And they said she would probably drop out after South Carolina. But now that DeSantis is already out, she probably will hang around. She is getting traction. She's getting momentum, but she's to the point where she's burning a bridge. And I'll say why, because it's, it's, I know Donald Trump, former president Donald Trump was on Hannity's show earlier and he said, it's a war, it's a complete war. And it is, you're going to have friends and you're going to have, so you're going to have people that you like, but you're going to say some nasty things. But I think she's burned a lot of bridges and I, I, for one, I don't think, I don't see her being, if, if of course, uh, Donald Trump becomes president again, I don't know if Nikki Haley has a, has a role in that administration like she did last time. Time will tell. That is, of course, if he's elected, I still see and hear different things about Michelle Obama in the wings. And whenever I bring up Michelle Obama's name, everyone says, why would she want to run? I said, 
why wouldn't you want to? Why wouldn't you want to be president of the United States? Especially knowing that your your husband's already the president of the United States. Not just the eight years he ran, but he's the president now. So by proxy, you would just continue being president, except you'd officially be the forty seventh president of the United States plus the first female president in the United States. How could you turn that down? You don't have to do anything. Your husband does all the rest. He gets a bunch of a bunch of ass kissers who do what they tell him to do. Keep the, keep the border open. Make sure that we don't do offshore drilling. Uh, make sure you remind people that, uh, you know, uh, white Christian males are bad. They're bad for America. MAGA people are awful. And, you know, that's all you really got to do because, you know, no one can argue that. Now, do you think, you think Joe Biden is our president? You think he makes day-to-day decisions? You think he even knows what day of the week it is? If there's one thing we've learned... That being president doesn't necessarily mean you are president. So look out, Michelle Obama, always with that upside down frown. It's just always, oh, everything sucks. The world sucks. She's disappointed. She's, she's ashamed of her country. That interview she had a couple of weeks ago really spelled it out. And, and that's, that's the appeal. As long as you hate America and you don't like the direction it might go into if Trump goes back into office again, that gets you favored. No one talks about this, that, or the other thing, about jobs, economy. No. It's just bad white America. We're bad. It's most important. Uh, let's, let's see if the phones are working. 755-1240. And it looks like, uh, ooh, maybe they're not. Hi, you there? Hmm. Did, I was going to say, did Jeff have a problem with the new number? I don't know. Maybe they are having a problem. Well, Jeff, you picked a good day because it doesn't look like the phones are working. So it might just be me for the rest of the... Oh, and a decent amount of people, of course, are... Uh, oh, no, here's a phone call uh, are on my uh, Facebook feed, which is cool. I like to see that. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah, Jeff was not on today. Yes, I said that. He was under the weather today. Oh, he was under the weather. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're not broadcasting on the Internet, too, by the way. Oh, okay. I got my little side dish telephone on here, a uh, uh, little radio. But, uh, that explains why I got a decent amount of people on the Facebook feed. Okay, thanks for that, Danny. Yeah, I'll just pass along. Yeah, you're not, you're uh, not broadcasting at all. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know what? All right. Now that you've told me that, I'm just gonna read. Give me a second. I'm gonna reach out to Ken Martin, and say uh, stream is down. Maybe some buttons or something need to be. No, you know, it's it's one of those things. There's certain things that I can do here. I wish I had that ability, but that's that's a Ken question. So I just texted him. Yeah. Maybe all the connections. Maybe something's loose. Yeah. Yeah, like a screw. Anyway, I just pass that along. Oh, I appreciate it, Danny. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll talk to you. Well, I didn't know that, but Danny just gave us that news. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Glenn. Mike Schwartz, how you doing? It's uh, it's Dr. Michael Schwartz, and he just got back from Tampa, Florida, from uh, yet another fantasy week uh, with the 1996 team. Is that correct, Mike? Well, it's guys from all over. Mickey Rivers from 77, Mike Torres from 77, Jesse Barfield. Uh, Jimmy Layritz. Wow. Who else? Like 24 guys there. Brian Bowringer, who who now we know is a conservative. Well, yeah, a lot of guys are conservative. Jimmy Layritz, uh, Tanyan Sturtz, one of my one of my buddies, very conservative. So, a lot of those guys, uh, you know, think our way. Good. Good to know. I'm glad to hear that. Well, yeah. So, Michael Schwartz, what? Uh, of course, the the writer of uh, uh, Fauci's fiction, and you are writing or completing a second book which is coming out, I believe, this May, if I'm not mistaken? 
taking some time. Yeah, we're trying. We're shooting for June right now. So uh, we're getting there. <laughs> it's a process. I saw you couldn't get a caller, and I said, you know what? I'll call it. Wow, we're that's awesome. I, and I just found out that our stream isn't working, so that's problematic. But hopefully we can get that fixed. But, uh, well, thank you for calling in, Mike. Um, uh, what you, and, again, I know we typically talk about, you know, the jab, talk about the vaccination. But i got to ask you. Today, and, and I know you explore a lot of things in his own, and Mike has his own uh, uh, show. G- give, a, give a plug for it. It's Two Mikes and, and Kelly. Is that the name of the show? It, it's Two Mikes Live on Rumble. Uh, if you search Rumble, it's a free speech platform, kind of rivals YouTube, but YouTube takes a lot of our stuff down, so we go on Rumble now. Right, right. Uh, two Mikes Live, and then Kelly, uh, Kelly's a, another host on the show. We have a great time talking about just about everything. I'm going to talk tonight about some stuff going on in Davos with the World Economic Forum. So we get a lot into, you know, politics, of course. A lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. And so, but what I wanted to mention, uh, the uh, the Australian Open, I, I don't know if you're a tennis fan, but it was it's going on as we speak. And uh, Djokovic, who, of course, was not vaccinated, and that, that alienated him from the rest of the world. He couldn't go to a lot of tournaments in recent years. He was being heckled over the weekend down in Australia for not getting the jab. Plus, there's a reporter that's been uh, complaining about him not getting the vaccination. And his last his, his name is Mike Dixon. I remember that name because I knew a Mike Dixon in the business up here years ago who died, unfortunately, at a young age. But Mike Dixon, the reporter, just dropped dead of a heart attack at age 59. Now, again, we don't know why, Mike, but it seems like we're seeing a lot of healthy people dropping dead in their feet. Do you, do you have any suspicions about this, Mike? Oh, man, yeah. Well, God bless Mike Dixon and God yes. bless his soul, you know. It's, no, no, it's terrible. It's yeah, terrible. it's terrible. Yeah, awful. It for, is terrible. 59 we, we years old. all the time, and you, we've been trying to warn these people for years. And, yeah, we see an uptick in cancers. i got a friend of mine who just went on hospice. She was cancer-free last year, uh, being treated. Now, all of a sudden, it's back with a vengeance. And the first thing Kelly said was, you know, she it's those damn shots. I mean, people just, we see it every day. And, um, you know, especially when you see young people dropping dead or young people having complications from cancers that are aggressive. It, 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 when you talk to the practitioners on the ground, they will tell you this is something they have never seen before. And, it, and it's everywhere throughout the country. I talk to people in Boston, California. Talk to the nurses. Talk to the doctors that are seeing this every day. They will tell you stories that will blow your mind. So, yeah, of course, I, I, I have my suspicions. You can never tie it there, and it'll never get reported to theirs. But um, pretty scary stuff. So if this is even remotely true, and based on what you're saying, what you're hearing from real professionals, would this not be the greatest threat to, 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 to human society, knowing that millions upon millions of people actually put a serum in their body that could be a, a, a time bomb at any moment, Mike? Well, it inflames areas of instability. So if you have, and this is what we see in practice, the reality is if you're going to have a heart issue at 70, now it's exhibiting itself at 40, you know, that's the kind of stuff we see. So it, it, it inflames those areas, and it, I, I just think what I wrote in my book was that it probably shortened the lifespan of the populace by three to five years on average, and that was a conservative estimate. I wouldn't, I don't want to alarm people. If they're relatively healthy, they should be okay, but those cytokines, and by the way, the shot is just as bad as COVID. COVID we see long-term effects from COVID as well. But why would you get five shots on top of having COVID? It's like getting COVID six times. You're right. inflaming those areas multiple times. So, you know, I want people to think, you know, people, when you talk about this stuff, people like to call you names like anti-vax. It's not true. Right. Um, I, you wouldn't run out and get four flu shots in a year. And this thing works like a flu shot. So that's kind of what we're seeing. And it, it, it is scary. I would just, you know, caution people. And again, I'll, I'll reiterate, I've said it on your show a million times, we did not recommend these vaccines because we thought there would be issues. We didn't recommend them because you don't need it. 
and they don't work. Right. So stop getting you know inflammatory reactions for something you don't need. But but what, what, so on top of that, you said that based on the fact that if you get COVID, eventually you're going to get COVID. That means you don't need a shot. But then you didn't realize at that point, Mike, that the that the actual shot itself, at least at this point, based on what our discussion here. It actually has adverse effects on people's bodies, like inflammation and whatnot, and is probably directly tied to sudden death syndrome. So you didn't even know that. And now you do, which makes it much worse than what you thought from the beginning, Mike, right? Yeah. The, 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 you know, for us to tell you not to get a shot was, was precautionary. Again, none of my patients, I, I, we didn't lose one patient. I had 4,000 plus positives. None of them lost their lives. I had four go to the hospital. So if you, had, if you were one of those patients or my friend and came to me and said, Mike, what do you think? Do I need this thing? The answer was a laughable no. Um, no, you don't need it. You're going to get it anyway. And you're going to survive like everybody else. I mean, it's, it's, um, it doesn't make you less sick when you get the shot. That's the point. So why would we recommend it? It's stupid. Um, plus, it was untested technology. It's mRNA. It's not a traditional vaccine. It's not attenuated or viral vector. These are mRNAs, never been tested. So if you ask me, hey, should I take this experimental thing for this, you know, uh, COVID-19 that's floating around. You know, no, why? I mean, all my patients are fine. So mm-hmm. now, yes, we're seeing issues with it. Um, but people love to draw conclusions, and that's why I wrote a book. It's like, well, you know, read it first before you want to draw a conclusion. There's a lot of information in there. Yeah, but when, when you wrote the book, were, were you familiar with, with the whole, uh, you know, sudden death syndrome as well? My, I should know this. I'm sorry I don't. But was that part of the book and your findings when you wrote it, or is that coming out in the next publication? That, That'll be in the next publication. We touch on the vaccines in uh, Fauci's fiction, and I talk about what we saw up to that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do tell stories of patients, specific stories of patients, of what we saw. Uh, they would take a shot, you know, um, um, immediately, like a week later, start having joint issues. Then we get another shot, it would get worse. Right. Then it would get COVID, it would flare up, stuff like that. So when you when you hear those stories where you can definitely attribute it directly to those, va- those sh- I want to stop calling it a vaccine at this point. Right, you've They're said that. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Is is it is it for life? I mean, I got the J and J, and then I got a a a booster. So, am I doomed for life to some degree with inflammation or heart palpitations? I do get something crazy in my right bicep every now and then, Mike, and it scares me because it's something I've never had before. I'm 61 now, so all types of crap can happen. The answer to that question is both yes and no. So when I, when I say that, I want people to understand it's not like the inflammation is going to continue. But if you inflame an area of instability and make it weaker, um, that, you know, that heart muscle, for example, doesn't, you know, it's not, it, once it's scarred over, that's it. It's not going to regenerate. So if you scar over an area of the heart, it's weaker from that point, and that's permanent. Hmm. It's not going to continue to be inflamed, but every time you get a shot or get COVID, it is going to, you know, keep that. There are, we're seeing a lot of long-term issues with COVID. I mean, that's a whole other story right. about, you know, how this came out and was it released purposely or was it accidental and from gain of function. That's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. you got two issues going on at the same time. You know, your best bet is not to get COVID, but the shot's not going to prevent you from getting COVID, so stop getting shots. You're just making it worse every time you get one. So, it, it, you know, the permanency part, I don't, I don't want to scare people. No, I, you know what? Sometimes we need to be scared. Sometimes we need to have it this shoved right in our face. But you know what, though, Mike? To many of us, millions of us, it's too late. We've already had the shot. So now we're concerned because we walked into a room we were told to walk into, and now the door is shut. We don't know how to get out. So don't, don't yeah. feel bad about scaring people. We should know. Is there any type of means to, to reverse this? What do we do other than wait to die at, at 49 years old? 
You know, I, I did a show last night. The host was in Bali, believe it or not. So I had it recorded. Actually, it was live. It was at 9 p.m. And the producer had asked me about some of these guys. And, and I got to tell you, I'm going to say this. This is the first time I'm saying this ever mm. on an interview because I didn't say it on air last night. She asked me about what do you think about these folks that are coming out with these remedies to reverse the stuff? I said, I think they're all snake oil salesmen, to be honest with you. Interesting. And, uh, you know, she, she had a sneaking suspicion and said, yeah, so be careful of these folks. You know, these spike support things. I know Peter McCullough has some stuff, and I like Peter McCullough, but I just don't like some of these guys trying to capitalize on the fear. You know, um, right. when, when the shots came out, it was 75% of the populace that went out and got them. Uh, now it's down to 17%. I think people are starting to realize and catch up. And, and the shame of that is that information was widely available, uh, you know, from me and other practitioners, but no one wanted to listen, and it got, you know, heavily censored. I think people should be upset mm-hmm. at, at mm-hmm. people, at, at folks like Meta and YouTube for censoring that information. Right. I think if the public had, had access to it from the start, mm-hmm. they probably would have made a, a, a much more well-informed decision. So there's a lot of blame to go around here, but that discussion, again, you know, we're going to be talking about it for years. It needs to be had. So was there intent to, like, I keep on, the the person I keeps I keep thinking about, Mike, we're talking to Dr. Michael Schwartz here, uh, Fauci's Fiction, and a, a, a regular listener to the Live at Five show, which is, which is an honor, by the way, Mike. Big, big fan of yours, Glenn. Oh, oh, I appreciate it. I really do. And and we're both Yankee fans. If you're a Met fan, I'd still like you, Mike, for the record. If But you're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I keep thinking of Bill Gates. What was does he want to like thin the herd? Is was this intent to just kill off people and you know bring in more people from unvaccinated countries so we could start all over? I mean, why would they do this other than it's just incompetence and everyone thought the vaccination was going to be the answer, or was there an ulterior motive in your opinion? Who knows? You know, and that's the problem. You know, to to speculate on stuff like that, and I get where you're coming from. Don't get me wrong, but my job is to just give people facts. You know, you know what they're talking about at the World Economic Forum talking about climate change again that's as the most existential threat to the to the world you know, right. climate change right. something we've been studying for 180 years we've had ice ages and warming periods but yet they forgot all about that and we're worried about climate change you know now uh to disservice folks financially which is kind of ridiculous considering that most countries could care less about it like china and india mm-hmm. um they don't they don't think like that so somebody like bill gates i don't know what's on the top of his mind and i don't know what you know things he's going to like the World Economic Forum. Maybe he's, maybe he's in with these guys and they come up with these agendas. Who knows? Um, you know the point is, I mean, his he he's got a, a mouth uh, and, and a voice, and and he yeah. he's somebody who you know invented Windows. Well, I should say stole it from Steve he did. Jobs. He did. You would yeah. think a guy like that who wants to get information out, somebody like Mark Zuckerberg, who who say they're about free speech, but they're the first ones to suppress everybody. We really need to have an honest conversation from all viewpoints. Before you know, so you know, your listeners can make an informed decision. Um, I don't know where these guys come up with these things, but it's uh, it, again scary. I'll say the word again. Well, I think it's scary. I think it was, uh, and I know I say this ad nauseum, but uh, a famous actress by the name of uh, Jane Fonda said that COVID was a gift for the Democrats. I just think something fell on their lap. It was an opportunity, and you and I talked about this, never give up a, an opportunity to, to take advantage of an opportunity, and that it worked in their favor. And, and as far as the vaccinations were concerned, they just figured, ah, I'm sure this would work. But I wonder if people, even on the left of the political coin, are wondering, hey, you know what? There's a lot of people that I know that are either sick or dying all of a sudden. You think they would ever admit 
that with Rachel Maddow, who's literally on camera like four or five years ago saying, if you actually it was 2021, sorry, three years ago, if you take this, you're never going to get uh, COVID again. Should she like retract that in any which way or form? My opinion is she's not going to do that, Mike. Cognitive distortion, Glenn. They'll never do it. They never want to admit that they were wrong. Uh, you know, and, and that's and that's pretty scary. You know, if we we adjust our hypothesis all the time, if the hypothesis is null and void, we you know we, we move on to another study and see what we can find. But we tell, we report the findings uh, and tell you what we found. That's how science works. It evolved. But when these people come out and make statements because they believe in something, that drives me nuts. You know, right. it's like voters today. Voters vote emotionally, you know, rather than logically. Mm-hmm. I think you could walk. I went to the grocery store yesterday with Kelly. It was four hundred dollars. We were flabbergasted. We had one cart. It wasn't mm-hmm. four carts, two carts, three carts. It was one cart of stuff. Right. Um, anybody can go to the store and see that inflation is through the roof. The mm-hmm. prices are up. You know, energy prices are up. My my electric in the office today was eight hundred and seventy five dollars, and I don't have a big office. And what my was staff was like? What? what what is it normally like? Three years ago under Trump, how much was it then? I, you know, I you know, it's funny because. Kelly said that today. Said our house is like 160 bucks or something, but that's that's high too. My office is smaller than my house. I don't I don't know where this it's is coming from. Yeah. we don't use that much electric. It's crazy. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, Glenn. But I, I know I know the world's going to hell in a handbasket. We're all sitting here paying the price. Nobody want, and, and these folks on the left don't admit it. It's like it's like if they just say it mm-hmm. the opposite way, it'll make it true for them and everybody else. You know, that's what drives me nuts. You can't just say stuff and have it be true. Right. Uh, the evidence is right in front of you. When we, you know, talk about these shots and these in, uh, these injuries, mm-hmm. uh, I, I mentioned that chart of uh, stillborn bursts. It was 25 or less for 30 years related to vaccines. In 2021, it was 3,600. In 2022, 1,600. How can you deny that, you know, what were we doing in those years that were that was different? The, the, the evidence was right in front of you. Hmm. Whether it's inflation or, or vaccine uh, injuries, they, they just don't want to talk about it. It's like it doesn't exist. Yeah, and they can't because in the era of, of, uh, of Trump, they just assume keep their mouths shut than actually admit something that might lend people, particularly independents, to, to go in that direction. It just shows how people's priorities are crazy. Real quick. Who's gonna be? Uh, who's gonna win in South Carolina, North, North New Hampshire tomorrow? South Carolina, and uh, who's gonna be the choice uh, for the Democrats come uh, come next November, or for that matter, the convention I this heard- summer? <laughs> well, it's gonna be Trump. Uh, I heard, and by the way, in Iowa, there were a lot of folks that were coming out. If you talked to one precinct, it was moderate. There was a report that a third of the voters that were coming out to vote for Nikki Haley were Democrats. They were just trying to throw it for Trump. Uh, and they so do the same in New Hampshire. Right. right. No, you're right. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, but I think it's going to be Trump all the way. And I heard you talking about Michelle Obama before that name keeps resurfacing. I think she should be president. I think she should be president of Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> she can turn it around for the company. Uh, other than that, our country needs to be run by somebody uh, intelligent who knows how to run a business, because that's what the country is. It's a business. And you might not like Trump. You might not like the way he looks, the way he talks, the way he sounds. But guess what, people? You don't have to open Christmas presents with him on Christmas morning, and you don't have to have dinner with him. Give him a ticket. Let him go do his thing. Four years come back. I guarantee this country is going to be in a much better shape than it is right now. Mike, let me ask you. You're an educated man. Over the years, from kindergarten, grammar school, high school, college, post, you know, graduate school, wasn't there a jerk that 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 you didn't like, or someone in your life that you didn't appreciate, but they still made your life, improved your life, and made it better, like a teacher, a professor, or I don't know, an uncle. I mean, we, sometimes you need a jerk 
in your life to make you a better person. And, 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 and don't we hide? Don't we? Don't we look for that in a lawyer when we want when we want a pit bull to go out and do the do the job correctly? Of course. I mean, we, we talk about trying to find somebody like that. And folks, if you own, if you own a company and I own a couple, and you're going to hire a CEO, do you want the person that's going to get the job done, or do you want the person that's going to tweet nice things? Because the person that tweets nice things might be a nice guy right. or gal, right. but at the end of the, the term, you might have lost your company by that point. So let's put you know nonsense and emotion aside and do the logical thing here and let's get this country back on track because i'm afraid we have lost it and if we get another term of biden or i should say obama as you were mentioning on uh, exactly on the air, yeah. uh, we're doomed we're done yeah I, I agree and that would give them more power for another four years and more invites for a foreign affair uh, foreign countries like china to uh, to get even more control of us and i know that sounds uh, you know conspiracy thought you know a conspiracy theory uh, uh, be uh, you know times 10 but it's the truth because we're so deep in, in crap right now seven eight hundred dollars for an electrical bill for a small office, uh, and that will only get p- more compounded. And God knows what the what the stock market would look after an election year. I think that's smoke and mirrors to why Wall Street's doing so well right now and why gas is relatively lower than it was two years ago. That's my guess. And if, if, uh, if Obama or someone gets in there as a Democrat again, Wall Street goes flat and gas goes right back up again. Why they want this part of their plan, I can conjecture, Mike, but I don't even want to go there anymore, to tell you the truth. Uh, one more thing. Uh, did you win any of the games uh, down there? Did, in what position did you play? I, I play outfield. I won. I won all of our games except one, and it was the one we needed to win because the team who we lost to went undefeated. So honest, un- unfortunately, we came in second place. Didn't three-peat this year, but I got two rings from two previous years. I'm proud of that. We had a great time. Great group of guys. If you have any listeners, I know you're a Yankee fan that are interested. Check out Yankee Fantasy Camps. The best money you'll ever spend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a great group of people. And uh, I would encourage everybody to do it at least once in their lifetime. That's awesome. I'm, I'm, my brothers have done something very similar to that, and they said the same thing. Dr. Michael Schwartz, Fauci's Fiction, found on Amazon in a bookstore near you. Mike, never be a stranger. Call whenever you want, sir. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk soon. Excellent. That's uh, Dr. Michael Schwartz from Fauci's Fiction. It's always good to hear from him. Uh, and right now, it's 22 minutes before the hour. we got to do a break. I'm way behind. And we'll do this. We'll be back right after this. Are you having a case of the Mondays? Does your work play? For Jake Johnson Properties. Uh, welcome back. Thanks again, Dr. Michael Schwartz. Thanks for everyone listening here on a Monday. Uh, just a, one of those bone-chilling Mondays. See if this works. I, I, uh, every now and then, I'll, I'll just play something from Joy Reid. Just because I'm just up so much. Probably, in my book, the most hateful person in media is Joy Reid from MSNBC. And uh, certainly one of the more funky hairdos on television as well. I don't get that. Again, I don't get into personal, but nonetheless, she's a boy. She's something else. That's, that's for sure. All right, anyway, 20 minutes before the hour. Uh, so Moms for Liberty leads push to uh, ban books. So we all know that the whole argument against uh, guys like Governor DeSantis is that he doesn't like gay people. He's going to get rid of books. He's banning books. He's burning them. He's going to throw them up on a big pile like the Nazis did and burn them all. Well, I, I got a phone call right now. I'll get to it in a little bit. But this is what she told someone recently on the air. you got to get a kick out of this. Hey, you're on the air. Hey, Glenn. What's happening? Hey, your last caller he was 110 percent on point oh yeah and he's got the research to uh to prove it too i mean other than his conjecture yep. on the vaccination but it's a pretty good educated guess on the part of uh, michael schwartz well, the whole sure. thing is, is that 
I still have pain in my shoulder from where I got the shot. Right. It, my wife had congestive heart failure. She passed away three months ago. Right. I'm almost thinking that might have had something to do with it. Mm. So, no, no more vaccines. Thank you. Oh, I agree but with the you. The other thing. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I want to talk to you about. By all means. Is Biden is forgiving, what, $178 billion worth of student loans? Yeah, well, yeah, that's been on the, the table Supreme for a while. Court, yeah, yeah. When the Supreme Court has already told him he can't do it, it's illegal. Yeah. So just because a little time went by, he goes, eh, I'll just do it. Right, right, right. Uh, so I, why is that right? I want him to pay for my car. Yeah, well, you you know that. That's not going to happen. You know, again, we've had, again, it all goes under the premise, and I know there's a lot of white students that are looking to uh, save $10,000 or more. This is all part of some form of reparations, if not for people of color. It's definitely for people under the age of 30 to win them over every four years. That's the only reason why they're doing it. Well, and in as far as paying for well, your car, it's not going to happen. Alarm. Uh, yeah, no. He, uh, wants to, he wants to do $14 trillion. Mm-hmm. Oh, in reparations? How, how stupid is this? In yeah. reparations. Right. Oh, I didn't hear that. 14 tr- Why did he, how did oh, he come? Yeah. No, he, he How does one come? I just com- listen to a lot of stuff. How, how does one come? Did you say $14 trillion? $14 trillion. 14 <laughs> Not a okay, dime so under. We're already at $34 trillion in debt. <laughs> right, right, right. He wants to put another 14 So that's $48 trillion right. that he wants to... For a guy that pulled a fire alarm and got away with it at the state capital. But uh, he wants US anybody capital, sorry. that came from Africa as of yesterday right. to get reparation. Hmm. Wow. Well, that might build this up Africa. <laughs> Lord this knows they need stuff. it over there, that's for sure. Uh, it is scary stuff, but the, the more, you know, it's like a hole. The more we talk about it, the worse we look. Who knows? Right now, someone like Mark Zuckerberg's using all the words that I say, transcribing them, which, by the way, AI does on the spot. I could see it literally happening. Uh, they say, hmm, boy, we got this bad mouth up there in the northern part of the country. He's, he's espousing all types of things against vaccinations. He's saying reparations are bad. He's saying uh, uh, white people are being uh, targeted. Hmm, we should look into this guy. So the more we well, say, the, the, yeah, you know, you say, it's funny. And I say the same thing. But, uh, you know, the stuff that we're seeing coming out of Canada, where there's a reporter up there, he's a flamboyant guy, he's walking around with a white hat, he looks like uh, Elton John from one of his 70s albums, and he's, uh, he just, he just, the guy is just, uh, you know, I, 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 I see him, he's annoying, but he was arrested on the spot for being a pain in the ass to the Canadian government, and that's scary stuff, that, that's... Uh, that's that, that's holding someone back from free speech. He's a reporter for CBC, by the way. But that's nonetheless, free that, speech. yeah, well, not anymore. By First Amendment. Yeah, but that that's what they really want to take away. And and whenever again, my algorithms on social media are as such where a lot of what I get right now because I I, I look at them for more than three seconds. And when you do that, it's going to say, oh, okay, this guy likes this, this guy. So I see Ben Shapiro, who's who's very good. 
Uh, he's an American oh, yeah. Jew. Very, like very, very smart, very highly intelligent. I like his temperament. He talks yep. like he looks like a 14 year old, but nonetheless, he gets in front of college, irate college students, which these days is redundant. And this one girl who looked Persian or Arab, whichever, and she said what she had to say. And then she said, from the river to the sea. And he challenged her. Yep. He says, What did you mean oh, by I saw that? that one. Yeah. And, and it's like, it, 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 it's like, are you talking? Here it is. They're saying that Donald Trump is going to kill people. He's going to assassinate generals. He's going to take people and put them in jail the day he gets into prison. And yet somehow or other, your side says from the river to the sea. And that's OK. That's that's what drives yep. me mental. But so, yes, um, hopefully you and I are not being scrutinized as we speak. But I'm on your side, my friend. Well, I really don't care. But AOC, she's lost her mind with this Green Deal. No, the school buses should not be electric. They should be diesel. Can I ask a question? Chicago, last week, went down to like three yeah. degrees or five <laughs> degrees, five below. And you know what I'm going to say. Uh, all of a sudden, these, these, mm-hmm. uh, these charging stations are not working because they're frozen. The batteries in the Teslas, they're frozen. Let me ask you this. Why are we just finding out about this now? I mean, electric cars well, have been no, out for they, over 20 they years. They already knew about it. Yeah, but I, why are we? It. But is it because but there's when Toyota? Glenn, Toyota it goes. We're not making EVs anymore. Right, and neither is Ford. Toyota. Right, I know, I know. To- all of them. Yeah. Well, but uh, Gavin all opting out of it because they can't sell them. Gavin Newsom's going to say no, no, no. Seventy-three hundred dollar deal on buying an EV. Mm-hmm. They're not making any money. Well, all right. Are you an engine? I mean, I I don't know if you're an because you were the ordinance guy. You're a pretty smart guy. Yep. And I was talking to a car guy today, and I'm asking him. I said, w- w- if we have had success with hybrids, and we do, because a hybrid car works completely, well, not completely exactly. different, but you can you can operate it uh, with a gas powered uh, motor, and then while you're driving it, while you're braking. You're rejuvenating. You're charging. charging. Why can't we just use that technology going forward? Why are we going one? Because they don't want gas. They don't want natural gas. And they don't don't want want coal. They don't want ovens. They don't want pizza ovens. Uh, It gets back to what I was talking to Michael Schwartz about. Is this part of a bigger plan to thin the herd just to drive everyone crazy so they don't want to live here anymore? By the way, the mortality rate, the mortality rate in the country of Canada— and the mortality rate goes up gradually over the course of maybe 5, 10, 20 years at a time as we've gotten more advanced, you know, with penicillin and so forth. You know, people live longer. God bless them. And then with just since COVID, in the last three years, the mortality rate, guesstimate, uh, the estimates in Canada, have gone down three full years. So if you were going to live to 77 years old in Canada, now you're not going to see your 75th birthday. And that's in three years. Yep. That's incredible. So, uh, you know, whether or not that's true, I, something tells me it is. In America, it's probably worse because everyone's got diabetes by the time they're 33 years old. Uh, but then you throw in, of course, the vaccination thing, people dropping dead. But I thought it was very ironic that this guy by the name of Dixon, Mike Dixon, and he was, he was, he was badgering uh, Djokovic there, the greatest, arguably the yep. greatest t- tennis player of all time. And he's at the event at, uh, you know, it's, it's one of the, uh, the, the big events down there. It's, it's, um, it's the, it's uh, yeah, the it Australian, Australian Open. Open. Right. So, and here it is, he's at the event. And I don't know if he was the heckler or if he agreed with the heckler that was saying, get the vaccination. And he drops dead of, of a heart attack at age 59. His, his family's yep. in mourning. They lost their father. They lost their, she lost her husband. Someone lost their grandfather. It's a tragic, tragic thing. Nobody deserves to die that way. But what do you think about nope. the irony of that? 
Here's a guy that's badgering someone else, a world figure in sports, and he drops dead at that event. That, is, is God trying to tell us something or what? Well, it's either Murphy's Law or Jones's Law. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> What's Jones's Law, should I even ask? Jones's Law says Murphy was an optimist. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. What about Johnson's Law? No, nah, never mind. All right, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, have a good one. Yeah, did you hear Bond about the Johnson? No, nah, never mind. It's a family show. All right, so, um, oh, wait a minute. We got another call. Hi, you're in the air. Hello. Hey, Glenn, how's it going today? What's happening? Oh, it's Lefty. I uh, I enjoyed your, your earlier caller. He's, he's always got a, a voice of positive reason, which is kind of nice in this uh Day and day and run out. Yes, <clears throat> he brings up a good point though, and you you spoke of it too. Our leaders on a local level, state level, and government level should say that thing that Fonzie couldn't say. Do you remember what that was? No. Being that you resemble him a bit. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, he couldn't say wrong. I was wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Mr. Jennings can't say wrong. Hochul can't say wrong, and Biden can't say wrong. Mm-hmm. They were mm-hmm. all wrong. Right. You know, it, it's, it's to the point where it's laughable, but it's really not. It changed a lot of lives. It changed some in a positive way, not mine, not anyone I know. But for the most part, it was, it was a negative time in our country, and it was a negative time in the world. <laughs> and we should. Sounds like you got COVID right now. Are you okay? You have a bad cold. No, I just had. No, no, I don't have any of the above. Just <clears throat> I was drinking a, a diet cherry Pepsi and it went down the wrong. All right, gotcha. Yeah, just making sure. Control. Yeah, yeah. You're not yeah, Mike no, Dixon, no. are you? I, I, I had COVID the same as everyone else, but I, I didn't take the shot. I wish you hadn't. You know, right. I just think it's a, a bad thing. Yeah. You know, a lot of extra aches and pains. They say it's it does people like, uh, you know, had uh, an arthritis that was on a scale of one, a one. Now it's a ten. Right. And, you know, right, right. It makes things that you already had worse. It exasperates it. But wait, let me interrupt. Yeah, what I No, real quick, because I'm running out of time. But the one thing that I don't like people say, even my brother Kevin says this. He says, well, at least you had the vaccination and uh, you won't get as sick this time. I don't think that's true either. Do you think that's true? Do you think that having the vax w- would protect you from a severe case of COVID? I don't think that's true. I think that's just I think justification. That, I, I, I think that may have been... Uh, a, a thought that, that was a benefit of the earlier strain because it seems so worse. But you know now now everything has come out that there was there was no time that anyone should have ever been put on a ventilator. That was wrong diagnosis. That just they held strong on. They doubled down on. No one should have ever been put on a ventilator. Only two or three percent of people that went on went on ventilators came out. You know that killed people. Hmm. You shouldn't have been on a ventilator. It was a very a small percentage to run a ventilator for over two days that survived interesting you i know, didn't know the whole thing the whole thing was we were just playing yes yeah right and 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 i tell you the, the worst mistake trump ever made was bringing fossey out on stage right he should never do it that guy well, is a loud mouth and honestly you know mm-hmm. he he should be you know held responsible i don't mean jailed i don't mean whipped i don't mean beat but he should be held responsible in a way like hey you've got to step up there and say like everything i said was wrong it's not gonna happen and he's never gonna do it but he should be he should be held responsible and I hope when someone like Trump comes in that they, they do it. And, of course, someone like Trump was under pressure to get shots. People that work for the hospital are under pressure to get shots. You, honestly, were under a pressure to get shots. Right. Things like that just shouldn't have, never never should have come. That's something that you, you never hear of in the United States. 
and hopefully we'll never hear of again, but it should just never... Well, we will. We will. Once China needs to get rid of uh, the next Donald Trump, if not Donald Trump himself, I'm sure they'll concoct something. But let me just say one thing, what you said before, why people don't say I was wrong, okay? Here's why. In the theater world, when you forget your line... You don't make it look too obvious. So in other words, if you forget your line or your cue or you screwed up a line or you said something, the, the director told me years ago, if you, if you say, oops, oops, uh, you're putting up a big sign over your head saying, I'm a big-ass dummy. And that's a big reason why people don't want to admit they're wrong today. Hannity does it. Hannity's been wrong before. He never admits it. So it's on both sides of the political coin. We're just in a, in a society where, especially public figures, that they cannot admit that they're wrong. If they do, it shows weakness. So they just assume not talk about it at all and hope you forget about it. That's all. That's all oh, it comes down oh, to. You're, you're, you're right on that. And from my, my world, that Bono, the, the singer for YouTube, once said, if you make a mistake, you do it with conviction and you do it the next time, too. That's the way things work. Oh, that's great advice. And oh, you, you kill someone. someone. Yeah, I'm going to kill someone else again so I can feel good nah, about nah, myself. In the, mu- in the music world, in the music world, if you make a mistake while you're playing a song... You do it the second time around, too, with conviction to show that, you know, it was something you planned to do. That's that's all I'm making a point on that. But someone on our local level, like Jennings, he's disappeared. He, he must know everything he said was wrong. Cause he was the one that was blabbing it, too. And it's not as though he came up with the science. He's just doing what he was told. No, I know. You know it's just one of, those, one of those rotten things where I would have the, you know, I would definitely have the, you know, gonads come back out and just say like hey i was wrong on that i took all that, the, yeah. to the government i'll never do that for my people again i'll make sure that it's there and i'll tell you my opinion right i got sucked in like everybody else why right. is it so hard to say something like yeah that? like i said it, it it shows weakness and admission of guilt and um they they people aren't going to do it. and here's another thing uh mike uh, in addition to that that me that you betray the side that you represent too. In in this world of mob mentality, if you're wrong, you could still remain wrong because there's a bunch of people that will be wrong with you, and that justifies everything. So you don't feel as bad. That that's the way I look at it, at least. But I got to get out of this. I'm going to well, play one more thing about hey, uh, Dr. Go. Reed here. Thanks, man. Bye bye. Don't you know? All right. So this is what I'm going to do. This is this is uh, this is uh, our own. No, I shouldn't say our own. Joy Reed <clears throat> with uh, with the strangest Mo. Uh, uh, um, what what was the, the Three Stooges? What was their last? Mo Howard hairdo. Uh, let's let's see if this works. Uh, she's talking to someone about banning books. What is the expertise that you have and other Moms for Liberty advocates have to decide that a book, an award-winning book like All Boys Aren't Blue, isn't oh. appropriate for students to read? What is All right, so the woman that she's speaking to is, is almost like a, a, a Mothers Against uh, Drunk Driving. She's an advocate for other mothers uh, who with children in the schools. And as you heard, Joy Reid is challenging her credentials. What a tragic story of a young man who's anally raped by his adult family member. So you have incest, rape, pedophilia. Joy, you said you'd let me answer, so sure. I'm going to answer Please for do. you. Um, in what context? Context is a strap-on dildo acceptable for public school? Just let, I mean, that's my question mm-hmm. to you. Tell me what the context around the strap-on dildo or the rape of a minor child by a teacher. Hold on a second. No, no, no. no. no wait, We're talking on. about no, no, public no. school. One, one moment. All right. So now you've asked me questions. Sure. Well, I'm going to answer it. Okay. Well, who is the main character? What's the name of the main character in All Boys Are Blue? 
you're asking me right now. You just gave me very specific information about this book, so you're presenting yourself as somebody expert. It's the gentleman. To, um, hold on. The main, to, who's the main character in the, the book? The main character is the author. Who's the, what's his name? George, I believe, is his first because name. Because you're giving me very specific information that is You're asking me to remember the name of an author. You the just remembered very specific joy. Things. Here's my We're question. We're talking about Here's strat- my question. You didn't answer my no, no, question. No, no, no. I'm going to All right, so I'm not even going to continue with this. First of all, the nature of the, the vernacular here is a little bit off kilter. And yes, this is an adult show. And by the way, this was on MSNBC. So this isn't anything that's uh, too outrageous to have appeared uh, both on live TV uh, and, for that matter, uh, on online. So, I, again, but you can see what Joy is doing. She's disqualifying her. She's basically saying you have no reason to open up your mouth at all. You're not Dr. Spock. You're not Dr. Seuss, for that matter. You're just a mother who doesn't know. And then she challenges her who was the main character, and she thinks it's George. So she's going to discredit her just like a cross-examination as an attorney. George Reed represents and is clearly a mouthpiece for white liberals that want to maintain unsustained power. A society of elitists who, who just want to remind everybody what white Americans did two centuries ago. And then they'll also say, oh, don't forget Jim Crow. Oh, that happened. A lot of that happened in the 20th century, toward, you know, even in the 50s and 60s, only in the southern states that were dominated by Democratic governors. Oh, no, that's not true at all. And they discredit that. And then, of course, we have George Floyd. So that was just a couple of years ago. So that's all Joy Reid is. She's a bimbo from Colorado that went to Harvard because she was the 1% that can go there who didn't deserve to go there. And then years later, she's a mouthpiece for white elitists who run MSNBC, many of which are from, uh, are from uh, a Jewish society that should have homage to their state of Israel, but still espouse and somehow or other put this bimbo in control of their network every night at 7 o'clock. And despite the fact that she even hates them, and for that matter, gay people, because that's been proven, and she said she, her account was hacked, which is a bunch of malarkey, is yet another example of how joy, the joy reads of the world get away with it again and again and again. Just like this other uh, uh, attorney general down there in uh, uh, Fulton County, Georgia, uh, with this case down against uh, uh, Don, pre- former President Donald Trump. She has no business being there. And they caught her with her pants down. She's obviously having an affair with one of the attorneys, and she's giving them all types of money and favors and so forth. But she still will get away with it, just like Joy Reid could say whatever the heck she can say, what she wants to say. If Glenn Curry says all this stuff, I'm in trouble. But she can, because this, like I said, everyone's looking for reparations. Everyone's looking for it to be even, even dowdy. It's already happening, and they become the mouthpieces for the white elitists. Because if they spoke, no one would listen. But if Joy Reid says it for them, then people have to listen. You see the difference there? All right, so we're down to the last minute of the show. And uh, a good show indeed. I just want to thank, of course, our friend uh, Dr. Uh, Michael Schwartz, uh, Fauci's Fiction. He's coming out with a new book. Uh, I didn't catch the title. I should know that, but I know he's going to be releasing that in the next couple of months. Uh, So we'll be looking forward to speaking to Michael about that. I'm sure we'll talk about other things prior to that. But tomorrow we get a phone call from Congresswoman uh, Claudia Tenney. Uh, who was supposed to be here tomorrow, but we, you know, she's a busy person. She's a sitting congresswoman, and uh, we will uh, uh, speak with her. And remember, tomorrow is also a big day uh, in New Hampshire, at least not too far from here, uh, for the uh, for the primary. 
and then they move on to uh, 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 South Carolina, and then after that they move on to the state of denial. Who knows what will happen to uh, to Nikki Haley after that? Until then, uh, this was uh, the Live at Five show heard here each and every day on AM twelve forty WATN Watertown. That makes us legal, folks. Up next, CBS News. CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks. GOP presidential hopeful Nikki Haley is cramming in as many campaign events as she can today, ahead of tomorrow's big primary in New Hampshire.